When love is examined through the prism of mindfulness, according to Dave Rico, the third color of its five-part rainbow is appreciation. Hi, this is Christy Bates of Oxford, Mississippi. Welcome to episode 135 of the Deep South Dharma podcast, being released on September 15th, 2021. I also want to remind you really quickly, the Deep South Dharma online live practice group has moved to Monday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. We would love for you to join us anytime, any Monday, and you can go to deepsouthdharma.org to pick up the Zoom link to do just that. Now, we'll get into our consideration of appreciation. In the past couple of episodes, we explored attention and acceptance, just two of the five A's of mindful loving, spoken of by author Dave Rico. We've been taking a look at the love received in our childhood families of origin and how we augment that through intentional actions of our own so that the love we can offer our children, our neighbors, our friends, all parts of ourselves, so that the love that we can offer to all of these beings can come from the five A's most of the time. None of us are going to do it perfectly, but we want to do it most of the time. These intentional actions include adding healthy people and communities to our lives so that our chosen adult families nurture us with those same five aspects of love and we them. While acceptance gives permission and tolerates aspects of ourselves and our feelings, appreciation goes beyond permission and tolerance to celebration and gratitude. When we feel appreciated in our families, there is the poignant sense that something valuable and irreplaceable would be lost if we weren't here. Now that's true whether we get that sense from our family of origin in childhood, or whether we get that from a family of choice that for many people is made up of a combination combination of maybe particular members of our family of origin, possibly mixed with um, friends, people that have become as dear to us as family. Sometimes appreciation is elicited by particular traits or actions, such as humor or helpfulness, but appreciation also touches that more ineffable sense of a person. One of the more lighthearted stories of my own childhood sort of came off of, uh, as a spinoff of a running joke. Um, I used to love to tease my grandmother because of her not always accurate, but frequently stated formula that 
the, quote, first of anything, unquote, was her favorite, meaning in the family. So this could be the first child, the first grandchild, the first great-grandchild. This allowed her to name a favorite in a very non-offensive way, which couldn't be taken personally nor even enjoyed personally by whoever was the first. Now, the thing I used to tease her about was how sometimes that formula had to be twisted to fit reality. So whether it was the first child, the first grandchild, or the first daughter of a second son, as various people in the family grew into and out of her favorite ages. Once when we were away from extended family at our own little nuclear hub, I asked my mom on behalf of the three siblings in our immediate family whether she had any similar formula for favorites. And um, in this case, my mom took the question very seriously, paused from what she was doing at the sewing machine. And she said, well, it's hard to explain. In one way, you're my favorite because you're the first baby I ever had. But then Bobby is my favorite in a different way because he's the last baby I'll ever have. And Jill, who is in the middle, Jill is my favorite. Well, just because. And later I was shared with others in the family that I was highly jealous because I thought that is the best reason. Just because is the best reason to be a favorite. So in the telling of that story later, Part of the joke was that mom didn't seem to get it, that she had just spilled the beans about who her real favorite was in that chapter of our lives. But the rest of that joke was that anyone in the family would have understood exactly what she meant. There has always been something about my sister's essential nature that is very dear. It has this combination that is both somber and sweet. And just like everything else essential in this life, it is really hard to describe. So her, even though I teased about it, the fact is, is that my mom's expression of that was so pure that it didn't inspire envy. It really was a moment of pure appreciation. Now, appreciation doesn't really involve the issue of favoritism at all. What these interrelated stories point to is that birth order is not personal, but that sense that a person's essence has something that we don't want to be without feels very personal. And just as part of our growing up feeling safe and secure, we all need the sense that there is someone in this world who would not want to be without us without some essential quality that we bring. The documentary about Fred Rogers called Won't You Be My Neighbor happened to come out right in the middle of the parenting class that my friend Karen and I, Moran and I were doing. And that, that class prompted these articles that I'm sharing with you here. The beloved educator's biggest gift seems to have been his gift of appreciating. Uh, Whether he was appreciating the helpers in a 
crisis or appreciating just your being you, he excelled at offering that sense that who you are was valuable without anything else. Now, people who do not ever receive the appreciative form of love are, are really harmed by this. But in addition to reaching out to others in safe community, we can take action to access this heart quality of, appreciate, of appreciation for ourselves through the formal meditative practice of mudita, which is the Pali language word for gratitude and appreciative joy. It's also sometimes translated as altruistic joy. Whether our sense of being appreciated comes from our first families or a teacher or mentor who really sees us, uh, a deep contemplative practice, or from Mr. Rogers, that experience matters. The feeling that without us, something valuable would be missing from the fabric of life. It matters not only because it helps prevent that fabric from self-destructive tendencies, but also because it helps to install a sense of permission and even a sense of duty to nurture and develop whatever is unique to us so that it can be offered for the good of the world. And it matters just because. When we undertake the practice of appreciative joy, part of what we're building is not only the ability to appreciate ourselves, to appreciate who we are and what we bring into the world, but we're also increasing our ability to appreciate others instead of being jealous of them. If you can fully embrace that somehow your particular collection of gifts and conditioning and the gifts that you have cultivated, perhaps through many, many lifetimes, is special and important and valuable in the here and now, you're less likely to feel diminished or uh, a sense of self-criticism when you see someone else offering some gift of their own in the world. So if you would like to explore the practice of mudita, of appreciative joy, there are several places, several episodes in this podcast that you'll find that. And I hope that you will explore that. Let's just give ourselves a minute to let that settle.
You are always welcome to join Deep South Dharma for a live practice group. Those are occurring these days on Mondays, 7 to 8 p.m. Central Time. You can pick up the Zoom link and join us at deepsouthdharma.org. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Deep South Dharma podcast. We hope you'll feel welcome to share this with anyone you think would find it useful. And as always, feel free to message us your feedback, questions, or topics of interest. Until we meet again, take good care of this body, mind, and heart.